When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It is grind season. We are back here for another podcast. After about a week off, we took a break for the holidays. Hope you all enjoyed your Thanksgiving season. And now we're back to grind season with myself, Anthony Sane, and Jason Smith of the Jason and John Show on 92.9 ESPN, a uh, Odyssey production, of course. Uh, you can hear me on that show as well every Friday uh, at some time. We, we, we're, I think we're doing 1025 now. No, not 1025, 1125. 1125. Yeah, 1125. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got a lot of stuff going on. So, yeah, man, um, we're back. The Grizzlies were kind of busy since the last time we talked. They we were on a break, but they weren't particularly on a break. They got three games in. They were two and one since the last time we talked. Um, they had a open up with a loss to the Kings, a game that could have been a Grizzlies win. It was kind of they were kind of sleepwalking most of the game. Turned it up in the fourth quarter. John Moran, of course, was fouled uh, down three. Got to talking that good noise out there. Um and uh and missed his first free throw. The Grizzlies ended up losing that game uh to the Kings. Next they got the Pelicans. I, I know that all W's mean they all value the same, they're all worth the same amount of points, so to speak. A W is a W. But something about beating the New Orleans Pelicans hits differently to me. Uh the Grizzlies had a big blowout victory against the New Orleans Pelicans, and then their last game, which on was on uh Sunday against the New York Knicks on the road, the Grizzlies pulled out a close victory in that game uh brought them to two and one i think they're 12 and eight on the season tied for third place i believe in the western conference with minnesota and philly this week um i think it's a good i think it's a good place to be especially with with desmond bain being out zaire williams being out to be winning games you know right now is a good thing especially knowing you've got those guys coming in um we're going to talk about that and more today uh, quick rundown. Uh, first of all, we we if you're listening to us, you're listening on, to us on some podcast network. Whatever you're doing, keep doing it, and make sure you subscribe so you'll know when we drop another show uh, as well. We'll also talk about um, how Desmond Bain looks like he may be coming back soon. We got some footage from Drew Hill of the Daily Memphian. The Grizzlies beat writer posted uh, Desmond Bain pregame uh, Sunday, getting some shots up. So maybe we'll get a questionable or a probable. Or something like that in the in the in the uh injury report coming up soon. Uh got some good Dylan Brooks games the last couple of games. Uh we want to talk about if that's for real, if that's just a mirage or what. Uh we're gonna dedicate a lot of time talking about Jaron today, Jaron Jackson Jr. Looking like a whole new man out there, Jason. Yeah, Smith. man. Talk about that. Uh maybe, maybe he got it. Maybe something clicked in him. Where you know, we this is the version of Jaron that we all dream that we'll see. We'll take a lot of time to talk about that today. And, of course, this is the first show of the week, so we will tell you guys who brought the seasoning since the last time we talked. We put this question out there on Twitter. The listeners have spoken. We'll see if if we agree with the listeners. We'll see if we agree with each other. We'll do that and more today on Grind Season. But going back to uh, the top of the show, like I said, the Grizzlies are 2-1 and one since the last time we spoke, Jason. Um, we said there was a, a loss to the Kings, two wins against the Pelicans and the Knicks. Smith, what were your thoughts on the Grizzlies? Why you were? I know, I know, it was uh, you know NFL 
uh, is king on Thanksgiving Day. But while you were eating your turkey, your dressing, your mashed potatoes, your green bean casserole, uh, we know that you your pumpkin and your pumpkin and your sweet potato pie. We know you had a little stuff, everything probably going on over the holidays. What were your thoughts about the Grizzlies uh, and how they looked last week since the last time we saw? Well, it felt like I, I agree with you. It felt like they let one get away, you know, against Sacramento. They're late, had a chance. But and but after that game, you, you're a little more concerned, I think, than we have been saying in the sense that it was mm-hmm. then one in five without without Bain. So so to so to be able to get these last two mm-hmm. wins, I'm with you. Real statement you made against the Pelicans, I thought, especially the way you won that game. To come back and you get that one, you get the one against the Knicks, you're feeling a lot better about where you've mm-hmm. been, you know, where you are still again without Desmond Bain. So so right. so that's where I was at with saying was starting to get concerned. Team was one and five without him. Now, you know, the mark isn't much better at three and five, but you can tell yourself, okay, now, especially with Dylan and with Jaron. We said, you know, last episode going into this that those two in particular were going to have to help fill the void offensively, mm-hmm. and that, it, that couldn't just be all on a on a on a sub or a guy like John Conchar. And so that's what you've seen, you know, Jaron too. The I know we'll get to him, but he's played well not just defensively, but we've seen something maybe a, a step from him offensively. Dylan, mm-hmm. particularly these last couple of games, you know, offensively maybe not as efficient as you like, but he's been there in terms of production. So. You know, at at a time where you could have convinced, where you could have convinced, been concerned, mm-hmm. uh, I think you know a couple big guys have stepped up to go with Ja, and you've got yourself a nice two game streak at a time that you needed it, uh, and and real good, like you said, to do it against the Pelicans. Right, uh, and something you said about guys speak uh, stepping up, um, a guy who's really surprised us this season. We talked about this a few weeks ago. A guy that I think his value is really understated on this team is Stephen Adams. And we know he gets the rebounds. We know he gets in the way. We know he sets picks for Ja. But scoring points, man, he's scoring double digits the last couple of games, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I'm not sure. I don't think he did it in the um, in the, the third game, in the first game this, since we talked. But I know in the last two, he's definitely had those uh, those double-digit scoring games. It gets kind of frustrating because the free throws are a mess. It's almost like a turnover. I was talking to some of the fellas yesterday. I was like, man, these plays where we run actions to get Steven Adams going, if you foul him, man, it's just like, punting the ball into the – you might as well just punt the ball into the crowd because it's just like a turnover, you know, when he goes to the – Well, you, and you had to take him out defensively late against because you're in a situation where they're going to foul. You can't afford right. to have him at, right. the, at the free right. throw line. Yeah, that, that part kills you, but early but getting him going early is really helping out. He gets a lot of touches around the basket, a lot of offensive rebounds. He's really helped his team um, over the last week or so uh, without Desmond Bain. Uh, John Conchar has been big as well, man. He's a guy that I give a lot of criticism to. But he's he's knocking down some big shots, rebounds. Uh, I think he's averaged double digits in both of the games. And if you think about it, this team that we're playing, the the, the way the, the version of us now, um, and when you're getting, when you got Bain, Ja, and Jaron. I'm sorry, when you got Dylan, Ja, and Jaron. That's pretty much that same core you had a couple of years ago when you were a playoff team, because Jitty. He's kind of playing that Grayson Allen role when, when Grayson Allen was a starter on his team. So this is still a high value, high quality team that we have on the court. And uh they're showing it. They're they're getting they're hitting the groove and uh they're really playing some good basketball right now. And I think like you look at it right now, they're 12 and 8, third in the West, like I said earlier in the show. You're in a good place to be, man. Uh in, in spite of all the injuries we've had, guys being out, guys being sick, uh Got injuries that like, they've been crazy with us like jaws out bane's out as soon as you get jaren back you know bane's out that kind of stuff with all that going on you're a game and a half out of first in the west 
and yep. only teams in front of you are the teams that you know got most of the hype. Um, Phoenix and Denver. Uh, the Clippers aren't there. The Clippers are behind you. Um, you know, the teams like Utah, they're coming back down to earth. Golden State Warriors, they've fallen off. Dallas has been disappointing. Um, the Grizzlies are right there in the hunt, right where you want to be. And you haven't even gotten full strength yet. And you you look at this month of December coming up, assume you're going to get some guys back and it can be some really good games ahead for the Grizzlies. Yeah, you know, I, I got to give you credit. We, you know, we we had talked about it, and you had said before the season you you expected this team to be yep. top four, and I think it did change. Nothing. When when you throw everything that they've seen at them with the number yep. of injuries, the number of guys it's affected, you know, to be sitting here third, just a game and a half out of the West, out of the first mm-hmm. place in the West. I think it's Phoenix uh, as of today. You know, mm-hmm. it, it it is a good spot. Plus. Yeah. You feel pretty good about Bain that this isn't something gonna, you know, when it when it first gets out there, reevaluated two to three weeks. Okay, you you don't know exactly where that toe's gonna be at that point, right. but certainly it was some good news to see him out there and to see that news out there that it feels like he's getting closer uh, to that. But that that's the thing is that yeah, that's what this whole year has been about, saying it's trying to get all four of those guys on the yep. on the floor together. And at each point this season, when when one or two have been out, seems like the other ones have stepped up. So I, I I'll take twelve and eight through twenty. Uh, third place in the West right now. Mm-hmm. And something I'll kind of highlight from the game yesterday was we saw Jaron kind of struggle in the first half. The first the first few games that Jaron has came back against, he's played against teams that aren't really too physical, don't have a lot of big guys, a lot of strength in the post. And he's kind of had his way. He's had a lot of mismatches. But that New York team is tough as shit, man. They like, they'll foul you, they'll get physical with you. And you can see that it was looking like it might be a little bit too much for him with Hardenstein and uh, 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 my, you know, I'm bad with remembering names. I got all Randall, the Randall, Randall and, and the, other, the center for uh, New York. I can't think of his name, Mitchell. Mitchell, Mitchell yeah, yeah, yeah. Mr. Robbins is a beast, but with those guys, they were kind of giving Jaron some problems. But he started just in the second half, man, and finding other ways to score. And, um, like I give kudos to him for that for sure, because like I said, that Knicks team is, is strong, they're physical as shit, man. And for Jaron to, you know, kind of bounce back in the second half, I want to say he finished, yeah, he finished with 20 points again. Uh, knocking down some threes. He didn't get any blocks to the, uh, last night. Uh, he's rebounding the ball better, it seems. Uh, yeah, like uh, shout, shout out to Jaron for that effort against New York. And shout out for John Conchar. We were joking about how uh, Dylan was was working super hard on defense trying to contain Jalen Brunson. Jalen Brunson's a beast too, by the yeah. way. But uh, Darren, <laughs> Dylan was working super hard trying to contain Jalen Brunson, was getting cooked. He fouls out of the game. Next two possessions. Jalen Bronson uh, can't score on John Conchar. <laughs> so, I, I thought for, I thought for sure that one that that, thought, that yeah, man, was, was going to drop. So much beat. luck at the end of that game. Yeah, yeah, yeah there was, was a little luck involved because yeah. he was on what he had seventeen in the fourth. He was on yeah, absolute fire, going crazy in that fourth quarter. He was. Yeah, uh, but and you got to give it to Brooks some more. I know we'll we'll probably get to that, but uh-huh. to go from you know De'Aaron at times to Zion, you know to to Brunson. I mean, it just shows you his his versatility defensively. Yeah, at a time had, where you're asking him to be more efficient, fall in line. Oh no, now we need you to take more shots, be more efficient with Bain mm-hmm. out. I mean, he's still giving you that that first team, right. his first team defense that you're getting from him pre- on pretty much on a nightly basis. Because he was giving Zion some real problems. Yes, yeah, man. Zion, if you look at the numbers, Zion was a zero for zero of five when Dylan was the primary defender. Yeah, and he got um, he's going to have to probably get some minutes on Car Anthony Towns. Gonna have to. Uh, they're probably gonna throw him on towns a little bit uh this week. Yeah, you gotta give Dylan props, man. Like there's some things, there's some things about Dylan that you know are gonna happen. 
He's going to take some bad shots. He's going to have his hero ball moments. He's going to do his heat checks. He's going to do his Kobe Bryant-esque uh, <laughs> pull-up mid-range shots, some fadeaways and all these type of things. But you know he's going to give you the energy on defense. He's going to get in these guys' heads. He got uh, – no, he didn't get Randall going. Who was it he was talking crazy to? And uh, it might have been Brunson. I don't know. I saw fans were messing with him. And you could kind of tell early that Dylan was – this is going to be a Dylan game. He's going to mentally – Make it, he's going to score a lot of loud points and make him play a lot of loud defense. What I mean by that is Dylan Brooks' two points, they're louder than other people's two points, man, because there's going to be some bravado to it. It's going to make some impact. It's going to get the crowd engaged and all those type of things. But, yeah, like I said, Dylan had a great game uh, the last couple of games. And, man, I got I got to give him his props, man. When, when Dylan does well, I'll be one of the first people that's going to slam him. But I can't knock him now. When you got a guy who you know is going to give that maximum effort on defense, and going to make guys work hard as hell to try to score on him. And he's capable of scoring 20 points in the game as well. I can't knock Dylan at all. I hope he's rewarded for it this season. I, I hope he's finally <laughs> elevated into that. I hope that Dylan Brooks is finally elevated into that status of whether it's second team, first team, all defense. I think, mm -hmm. I think you know, especially with the versatility, I'll, I'll go guard the other team's best player, mm -hmm. you know, basically no matter what position he's playing. I just – I hope he gets that respect this year of the – you know, of the of his peers of the media. Hope he finally yeah. makes some fisher. You got one in Jaron. I think I think it's time that mm -hmm. the NBA sort of recognizes Dylan Brooks as that officially. Well, I think if, if certain things that we're predicting to kind of happen, I think both of us are kind of predicting the Grizzlies go on a, a crazy ass run, maybe when you got all four of your big all four. Of and mm -hmm. so when you get when you get that roster who's only played eleven games together in the last two years of Steven Adams, John Morant, Dylan Brooks, Desmond Bain, Jaron Jackson Jr. I think once you get that lineup together, I think this team is going to make an incredible run. And I think if that run happens, certain things are going to have to happen to make that run be what it is. If, if the Grizzlies are going to be one of the better teams and not only the Western Conference, but in the NBA this season, that's going to include Jaron Jackson Jr. looking like a defensive player of the year and Dylan Brooks probably looking like a first or second team all defensive guy. Just like last year when Boston was going crazy and their defense was phenomenal. Marcus mm -hmm. Smart you know, was looking like, um, you know, your your defensive player of the year, along with Williams, who was also a guy. That, those two guys were both candidates for defensive player of the year. So I think it could be something similar. Kind of like the year that Mike Conley, uh, Tony Allen, and Marcus all were all named to, you know, all defensive teams. I can see it definitely being a situation like that for sure. But Dylan deserves it, man, because he won't be the first guy. Because there are a lot of people who think that Dylan's stuff on defense is all bravado. Like, it's all just no. like him barking and it's all mental stuff. He's not really the best defender, the most disciplined defender. There are, like, a lot of numbers on suggestions saying he's a good defender. There there have been plenty of guys that have got there just on reputation alone. And so I would not be – I wouldn't feel any type of way if Dylan made an um, all-defensive team, for sure. But, yeah, um, something else I wanted to talk about just from the games we saw in the past – um, that have already happened this week is um, just more like on Stephen Adams play. Like you said, he, um, I, the, the free throws are a real problem. You know, you know, you're going to get those problems with him, but if he's a guy that gives Jod that option to not only get all the way to the basket, but to dump the ball off to him for that easy two points, that's a good way to start off your game when teams have to adjust to that. And then you saw Ja yesterday. The floater was dropping. He had a Ja had a slow second half. Finished the game with a twenty-seven point triple double. He don't think I think he only had like eight at the half or something like that. If you can find other ways to open things up with a guy like Stephen Adams, you know you're you're talking about 
you're really making things a lot easier for everybody on the court. Yeah. For sure. I, I'm with, there are opportunities for him. I, can, I I believe it was the Knicks saying I want I, I, they they ran together a little bit with the Friday and the Sunday, but where you know you know Stephen Adams a lot of times he's looking for that tap out offensive rebound whatever else, but mm-hmm. I think it was the Knicks where he does the nice little quick after getting the he does the nice little scoop shot the nice little reverse right. and gets a nice little bucket. It feels like there are those opportunities, yeah, for easy him. buckets you can easy get easy yeah. ones like that to get more of right more mm-hmm. there at a time like we said with Bain out. That you could use it right now. So yeah. not not the the free throw issue. I, I, last I looked, it was at twenty three percent. I mean, it, you know, for, for what it is, <laughs> it is as it's as we everybody That's keeps so saying it's not hack a shack. It almost is. It essentially is. He just ain't Shaq. But it, it's gotten to a point where it's that bad that you know they're going to be times like again at the end of that next game you can't even have them on the floor, on the floor yeah. uh, because they're gonna they're gonna look to foul him obviously when that game mm-hmm. flips. So um, I wish there was something he could do about that. Right now, in in season, in run, doubt there's mm-hmm. gonna be. You got to put up that, but for the most part, he he's he's picked it up offensively, and of course, he's freeing up that lane for Ja when when Ja needs it open mm-hmm. to go close. You Are know? you concerned about Tyus Jones at all? Because numbers came out today showing like two man combinations, like overall net, you know, averages and those type of things. And I'm not. I, I want to say I'll judge that when things settle down. Mm-hmm. Hopefully you get Bain back in there, right? right. Ty, Bain and Ja at a, on a regular basis. Tyus mm-hmm. is coming off the bench, leading that second unit. Let's see what it looks like. Looks like then. I, I don't. Right. I don't worry so much about the combinations. Um, Ty is a pro, man. He, mm-hmm. he he got you know he 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 earned that money. And the one thing about it, if he's a uh, he usually comes back down and finds that that sort of I don't know that straight line. So I, I right you know for 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 a team that. You know what? Do, what are you, what are you asking for from your backup point guard? Well, when Ja goes down, that that's when I want more from you. That's when I got right. more of the magnifying glass on you. I'm not so much worried about the combinations right now because, again, saying what I'm trying to learn about are the four you mentioned. But just just like Milwaukee got to a point where it learned, okay, we need to make a move. Go add to this. Go get Drew Holiday. Mm-hmm. Boston gets to a point last season, learns about itself. Hell, we're turning the ball over like crazy. We need a ball handler when mm-hmm. when when it's time. Uh, and, and and Boston learns it in the finals. Goes and gets a Malcolm Brogdon. My mm-hmm. my hope for this season and why it can be so valuable is if you can get those guys on the floor, give yourself a chance as a contender to go more more importantly learn about yourself. If it's mm-hmm. not going to be a title, it's still being that. And hey, right. do we have to have Dylan Brooks? Oh no no no! It's got to be another another guy that's going to be more efficient in the hole that we ask for, but can also defend. You'll mm-hmm. find that out about yourself. It feels like this season, mm-hmm. once they get them on the floor in a year where, oh, by the way, you looks like you're going to be, as you said, a top four seed, a contender. Right. So while getting to take a shot, you, you're hopefully finding out, all right, this is the the kind of move we got to make. So saying, like we said, your chips ain't all in like Minnesota's or somebody else that's already gone and made a move and maybe probably made yourself worse. You yep. get to learn about yourself now and, you know, with all your chips still, you're you're right in front of you, and and hopefully again soon you're gonna have them all out there. Mm-hmm. We, we'll find out what this team could be. Again, I'm talking mostly playoffs, but that's you know that that's that's the hope, mm-hmm. man. For me, is to is to learn about whether or not what these four guys in particular can do together. Yeah, a lot of a lot of stuff statistically tells me that I should be worried about tires. Like you said, I'm, I look at history as well as is is statistics, man. He's a guy like you said. He's a pro. He's a gamer. We've seen him like go on stretches where he comes down and he's making four or five straight floaters in a way in a, in a row. Um, 
We just know Tyus can ball. And something about Tyus, too, that a lot of people are kind of saying is that last year, Tyus was on the court with, you know, the Anthony Meltons, the Kyle Andersons, uh, Brandon Clark, uh, a good or better Xavier Tillman, you know, at times. He's got a lot of rookies out there he's playing no with. Doubt. He's, no he's, doubt. Like, he's like a substitute teacher with, with the with – the, a class full of bad kids right now. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He's got a lot of players who are still trying to learn the games and he doesn't really know their spots. They don't really know him. And he's not playing with some of the better, some of the better lineups and the job, the combination with him and, and job together just isn't as magical as it's been in the past. I don't really know that's because of him because of Tyus or just, you know, shots aren't falling this year like they were. Cause a lot of stuff, a lot of the good stuff last year was based on guys just making shots right. between that when that lineup was on the court. So, um, but the more you have Bain and Dylan Brooks available, it brings those other guys back. It brings the less it, it matters what yeah. what I, the, the less you're going to need yeah, the exactly. Tyus and Jaw combination. Yeah, it's you're, just, good. you're just not going to need it. I was it's, having a conversation too because there are a lot of people who are kind of stressing out about the whole Dylan Brooks thing. Like, well, man, you know, I'm still kind of shell shocked from how Dylan fell apart in in the playoffs last year. And I was like, I was like, man, when Dylan, when Dylan, when, when he fell apart in the playoffs. He started playing hero ball in a game where Ja was out and Desmond Bain had a broken back. You know what I mean? So I don't I don't knock Dylan for having that mentality. And even though it didn't work, he looked ridiculous trying to be play a hero or whatever. But I don't I don't knock him for having that mentality. If Ja, Jaron, and Bain are good and they're cooking the way they're they're doing things, I'm not worried about Dylan. Dylan's not gonna he's not gonna those guys are too good for him to mess up the pecking order. Like you know what I mean? I'm not mm-hmm. he's not a madman, bro. He is. But he ain't, you know what I mean? He's crazy as shit. I mean, we all know that, but I'm not worried about Denim like that. Because like you said, it's going to come down to how good those those three guys are. And if those guys are playing the way they're playing, Dylan's not going to have any choice about to fall in the line. Yeah. Um, again, you guys are listening to Grind Season. We thank you guys for tuning in. Yeah. Uh, you can listen to us on the free Odyssey app, of course. Or have you listen to podcasts. Uh, you know, make sure you guys check us out, subscribe, so you get those notifications whenever we drop a new podcast. Um Speaking of guys that are kind of bringing it, uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. Jaron just came back into the fold, came back a little earlier than what some people uh, may have expected. And I'll say this right here. I was expecting to see Jaron look super rusty, especially after that first game when he was over seven from three. I was like, yeah, it's going to be a while before we get Jaron going. You know, whatever. That dude shook that rust and he's gone off for four straight games, going twenty points. He's never done that in his career. Right. I'm I'm going to stand out here and I'll say this. I think that a combination of of several things has happened. I think that he's physically matured. His body is stronger than it's ever been. I think his core is better than it's ever been. I think he's mentally matured. And I think that he's kind of taken the criticism that he hears and he sees. And he's put those three together, and he – I'm going to say that Jaron Jackson Jr. has taken the leap that we thought he all – he's becoming the player that we all, you know, in picture, really envision him to be. And it's it's crazy, man. I mean, he's got much – he's much better positioning. He's posting. He's flashing to the post. I've seen him set a couple picks. He's, he's being much more uh, assertive with the basketball when he's going to the rim. He's finishing well around the goal. I think that New York team kind of intimidated him a little bit. Then he started trusting his body again, and he was a much better player in the second half. I am super excited because I'm I'm not going to act like Jaron Jackson Jr. is not one of my favorite players in the entire NBA. 
like I love Ja, Ja, everybody loves Ja, but Jaren's my guy. Like everybody knows that's that's my guy, whatever. And I'm extremely happy to see this leap that it seems like he's taking so far in the season. Yeah, I, you you hit it for me is what he's doing inside the arc, you know, mm-hmm. it, and and he shook it off fast. We've never seen him offensively be this consistent for this many games in a row. So with the 20 plus points and and what I see is a guy the other night you saw saying I mentioned it on on Twitter where he takes that three, but he follows the shot. Yeah, goes back up and it's got a nice, easy bucket. Yeah. At the rim, but he's sort of standing there. Back to your point about how damn big he is. Yeah, he's got 11, 242, yeah. 245 pounds. Like he's, he's, a, deal with, he's a physical athletic force. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like saying that, you know, he had them Bambi legs when he was young. And we yeah, still look young. at him as young. But but now at 23 and with his what fifth NBA season, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? He's he he realized, you know what? I'm I'm as I'm a, I'm I'm more grown man than half these guys are out here physically. Mm-hmm. And and anyway, just, just just the more he can operate offensively inside the arc, man, it's more easy opportunities for offensive rebounds mm-hmm. and everything else. It's the easy point saying that that when you're just hanging out, taking eight, you know, six, seven shots from outside the three point line you're not going to get those easy offensive rebounds and stick backs and i just think as he gets more comfortable physically and realizes dude i'm i'm bigger than lorenzen wright was out here and mm-hmm. he was a physical force lorenzen was listed like 225 yep. Lor- jaron is easily walking around 240 like cut and right. you know probably six eight six nine max it, right exactly and, and mm-hmm. i'm not even talking you know i think as, as he learns that yeah the rebounding will get better i'm talking about man take that ball to the rim with your skill and your length mm-hmm. brother you're going to finish at the rim you know seven out of ten times probably and, and 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 maybe even more consistently than that so i'm excited saying about the way he's doing it he's always going to take his threes but the numbers inside the arc right now are you know over eight shots a game inside the arc yeah, give me more of that Keep getting yeah, like Ezekiel Elliott when he gets rolling for the Cowboys and want you know like once more to feed it. Yeah, man, I, I hope Jaron continues to eat inside the art, man, because I yeah, think man. he just unlocks so much easy that he can get to for you know free, more free throws, more offensive rebounds mm-hmm. and putbacks. Man, you just get you get more out of him, man. So it's, it's, it's I, exciting to see. It's been man. exciting yeah. to watch him. I'm with you. Yeah. I know he's your guy. I've been just yeah, excited watching your boy. <laughs> yeah, he's uh his jump shot is falling. You know what I mean? He st- started off over seven. And I was pissed off, man. I was like, man, I, I like we came in the podcast. I talked about this. I was like, I really hope they have a plan to get Jaron a more efficient game, a game that makes that makes the make the game easier for him. It can't just be if Jaron's making threes, he had a good game. If he's not, he had a bad game. He's got to find a way to find other ways to score. I'm not saying put him in the post. He's not a traditional big man. He's not Zach Randolph. He's not Kenneth Lofton Jr. <laughs> so I'm not saying to do any of those things with him. But you have to find a way to get Jaron easier touches uh, and get him going. And they're doing it. He's doing it. I think, like you said, he's realizing, man, I'm a physical force. I yeah. am probably seven feet tall. I'm probably uh, uh, I'm probably listed as six foot eleven for other reasons. You know what I mean? But I, I'm seven feet tall, and I'm able to get to. I'm able to kind of force my will on guys. Another thing he's benefiting from too. I think the fact that he is was that first team all defensive player, a guy who also got nominations to be defensive player of the year. Yep. I think that that reputation is helping him with the whistle on both ends. Cause Jaren's still going to the basket looking out of control at times, but he's not getting those offensive foul calls that he was getting in the past. He's not getting those tic tac fouls. I think some of that is discipline on it on his end. I also think he's getting a very kind whistle. Which I think I think that whoever I need to thank, David Stern, 
Adam Silver, the Silver Surfer, whoever I need to thank. Thank you, all of you, for Jaron getting a much kinder Wilson this year. Well, and hopefully that's not going to change. You know, as the as the as the Grizzlies grow from a relevant standpoint in the NBA, you know, mm-hmm. whether Jaw getting calls going to the hole, Jaron not getting as one of the best defenders in the league, maybe Dylan Brooks. At some point, gets a, a whistle here and a tight playoff game or whatever else because of his reputation. It certainly didn't help him last night against the damn uh, <laughs> Knicks. But to your point, if Jaron and Ja can start getting them, you know, star call, star whistles. Yeah, yeah, and, and and why not, man? The Grizzlies certainly yeah. look like you know one of the teams of the future, certainly. Mm-hmm. And if Jaron has made that leap that we both think that he's that he's done, and we think that it can be consistent, man, it's you're talking about the difference between a fun team to watch that can, you know, get into the playoffs, be one of the better teams in the West or whatever you're doing to a true NBA championship contender. Well, that's what I'm talking about saying with, with once you have all those guys together, maybe you're even in a Western conference finals, find out about hell, maybe you advance through it. Hell Boston did. And then showed you they weren't, they weren't ready when they got to the Mm. finals. Hey, we got to get another piece. Let's go get a ball handler. But, but that's, that's the part about it. You could do two, the, the two things together. You know, find out at the same time, compete for a title, hopefully something yeah. special while yeah. finding out. Maybe maybe this is it. Maybe it's like Golden State back in the, and you've got the right guys yeah. right here. Of those so three do, guys, and Jaren, if this is what Jaron is, man. We're like, like, who's better than us in, in the West? Like, and, I know we all have this. Go ahead. And back to your point about Boston, Boston kept Marcus Smart because mm-hmm. even with Malcolm Brock, but because, but, but for a number of reasons, but knew too that look, if we got him and Robert Williams inside, outside yeah. defensively, man, it's if we're healthy, we, we got a base right there with those guys to be elite this season. Mm-hmm. And back to the point on Dylan, like, you know, maybe, maybe a special run too helps him realize, you know, yeah, I know, you know, maybe I can get more elsewhere, but it can be special here. Here's what they got for me. Right. If he realizes that because it's a special run, maybe that, you know, it helps you keep the, the core together. But that's why, you know, if you're so eager to get them all on the floor together, because it feels like you got a chance to, number one, to your point, be special all at, and at the same time, learn what you need to be that, yeah, man. that champion, not just yeah. a contender, but the champion itself. And Jaron said that he um, he's got a lot from, from watching Steve, how he uses his body to get positioned and to rebound defensively, even um, posting up position, those type of things. I think that's for real. I think Jaron, that's, that's the mental maturity of it all, man. Yeah. Cause you remember when Jaron first got here, he was the silliest dude in the world. You asked Jaron a question. He like started talking about Pokemon and some crap. That's like, what I'm playing with. So he was 19, what yeah, you, what he's, 18, 19 years old. Yeah. Right? yeah. And he was and he was immature for 19 too. He went like he, it was just, you know, because we've seen a lot of 19-year-olds come through here, but Jaron was a different breed. But he's he's maturing, man. He's becoming an older, wiser man and in front of our eyes. And I think all those things, instead of being on the sideline, being a goof, you you could be on the sideline and you're watching and you're learning the game and you and you're studying film and you're applying it. It's exciting to see, man. And like you said, these are very young guys on this team. And to see um guys like Jaron. See that 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 switch, you know, click on like that. It's yeah, it, it's, cra- it's 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 a phenomenal thing to watch. Like I said, if if this if if this Jaron thing is real, if this who Jaron really is, man, it's, there's no stopping this team. Well, it's know? like it's like that that twenty. I think it was twenty five and twelve saying against OKC. I think it was that was his second game back. Mm-hmm. You know, at, in in sixteen shots that night, uh, only six of them were from three. The other ten were inside the arc. You know, you get you get them kind of games from Jaron, them twenty five and twelve. Mm-hmm. 
team gonna go. This team's gonna go a long way, even right. even with Stephen Adams breaking free right. throws. <laughs> and if you think about the mismatch things with Jaren, there aren't many true like tall power forwards in the NBA like left. Most most power forwards are a three. What used to be a small forward two or three years ago, they're power forwards now. Jaren could be a problem. You know what I mean? Like for yeah. real. And 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 here doing this stretch, like I said, it, it was cool against. Oklahoma City to see him go off because like okay yeah they, they got a small front line, but that that Knicks front t- front line with Mitchell Robinson, uh, uh, the white black dude, and uh, Julius Randle. <laughs> Julius Randle. No, the, the white black dude. What's his name? My boy Hardenstein. Harden you're you're talking about Hardenstein. Right? You know Hardenstein's black, right? Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, but um, yeah, like those dudes and Jaron was still coming in doing his thing, like. Shout out to 13, man. I mean, I, I, real quick, shout out to Santi Aldama, too, who didn't let Julius Randle uh, punk him late. Oh, was in his Julius, Julius was trying to punk him and everything. Yeah. He, he ended up drawing a foul on him and everything else, man. Just when you when you got I, – I believe, to your point about Steven Adams and a trickle-down effect and making these dudes, you yeah, know, whether it's Aaron or whatever. He's tougher, man. Yeah, he's man, the Knicks, tougher. Man, the Knicks bigs were trying to push our guys around and mm-hmm. and, and shout out to, to, to the guy. Even Santi wasn't even letting a second-year guy like Santi wasn't letting Julius right. punk him, man. Actually and used he, that some of that energy against him, ended up drawing the foul against Julius Randle, man. And, so, and if you notice, man. I like the, mind, the way the Grizzlies are handling the mind games. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And if you notice, bro, like last year Steven Adams did his thing, but you didn't have a lot of, like, classic Steven Adams moments. You had the thing where he's like drug the kid across the court. Up the pool, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, you know, like really getting, getting on the people's skin and those type of things. He's taking a real leadership role. Like his, his personality and his DNA, you're seeing it across with the other guys. And that's from bigs on down to the guards. He's really taking the leadership role this year. And I heard that that was something that he was going to take an initiative in. And I think we're seeing it, man. He's been a lot more verbal. He's been a much better defender. At least it seems like the eye test, he's been a better defender. And like I said, he's adding that toughness to our guys. And I well, think I, I need this big ass to take some initiative saying and he's get in there and free throws. extra free throws. That's uh, <laughs> an extra time in the, in the workhouse on them free throws. Man, we saw Kai Jones coming out of the Hornets game. We were in, in uh, And he's in the workout facility. You can see it outside the spectrum. Mm-hmm. But you can see him putting up free throws in the workouts. After the game, I need, I need Stephen Adams to apply yeah, some of that uh that extra time on free throws, man. Well, get let my boy uh what's the what's the Grizzly shooting coach uh, Ahern? Let my boy uh Ahern uh-huh. get with him. Somebody got to work with him, man. <laughs> yeah, man, he's he's adding that toughness though, man, for sure. He he's oh he's valuable. He, he got no he got that contract though. Like sometimes it hit different, man. When you know you're gonna be in a place for a couple of years, then you start looking at these guys like your little brothers and your teammates, as opposed to just your 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 coworkers. You know, your first season when you first get here. But these are like guys, he knows he's going to be here for a while. So that could be part of it too. Well, it's, a, it's a nightmare up there right now, that free yeah. throw line, Steve. Yeah, yeah he, it's, it's looking disgusting from the free throw line for sure. Um, but something that's not disgusting um, is it's whenever you eat your food, have your dinner, is a some well seasoned dinner, uh, meat, vegetables, all that type of stuff. And I know you guys had a great uh, Thanksgiving, I almost said Halloween. You guys had a great Thanksgiving experience. Uh, this past week while we were gone, had your family over. You might have traveled. You might have went to two or three houses. You might have got you a to-go box. If you a ghetto-ass family like me, we got the uh, the to-go boxes that you buy from Sam's that we take with us wherever we go so we can have us a nice little to-go. It's, um, 
No mashed potatoes in that box. Ain't no mashed potatoes. Ain't no green bean casserole. Ain't no mac and cheese. Oh, mac and cheese. Mac and cheese now with the eggs and all that kind of stuff in. But but and not the not the velveeta. Talking about velveeta now. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, because uh, uh, we had um, for for your Thanksgiving experience, were there to go boxes laid out on the table? No, sir. There were. Oh, there we had those. <laughs> we had a stack <laughs> like you was in like Piccadilly or some shit. <laughs> it was a stack of to go boxes right there for you, man. My um. Oh, you know, that, you, that sounds that sounds fantastic. Oh, yeah, that, that, everybody house, they know that food is good enough, it's gonna get oh, to because yeah. uh-huh. yeah. my um my it's kind of weird, man, because the the all the cousins in the family, we became the uncles and aunts now. So we're the people who are like the the people who used to be the old people in our family. But but that being said, man, if you did the, if you did the Thanksgiving thing, I know you had some food with some good seasoning on it. You know what I'm saying? So we're gonna talk about who brought the seasoning for. The Memphis Grizzlies since the last time we talked. I threw some candidates out on Twitter. Uh Jason, I don't know if you saw those or not. I, I did. I think I think there was a clear cut leader too. Yeah, so. there was a very clear cut leader. I'm gonna go over that list that I had. Uh, let me go to that real quick. Let me pull it up for y'all. This is this is a, a live podcast. We don't take no editing, so y'all got to hear this pause for the calls. Um put a list out of guys. I had John Morant, had a great Last few games, triple-double last night on top of everything. Jaron Jackson Jr. has been phenomenal, 20 points straight and 20 points in four straight games, blocking shots everywhere, playing defense, knocking down threes. Had Dylan Brooks, of course. And Steven Adams were the four guys that I nominated. Nobody else said anything about someone that should have been nominated, so we rolled with those. Jaron Jackson Jr. won with 54%. That's the people's vote. That's what they selected that they brought that they thought brought the season since the last time we played. Are we going to agree with the people? Or are we going to agree with each other? I'm going to throw it out to you, Smith. Who do you thought? Who do you think brought the season for the Grizzlies this last week? Oh, I'm going to go with one of your four options, but mm-hmm. but not Jaron, uh, who the people say. I'm going to go with Dylan Brooks. I, mm-hmm. Dylan, do you uh, saying sound like you just take the food? You don't bring anything. You didn't make nothing So maybe you don't. Maybe you don't know. Uh-huh. But you you got a little onion powder in everything. Yeah, in everything. It's going to be in. And especially saying, see, I know this one in a black household. Come on, it's gonna be some onion powder. It's gonna be some onion powder in there, and there's probably gonna be some in there. Now we know with onions, sometimes they can make you cry and everything else, man. And, and mm-hmm. Dylan Brooks will do that at times, <laughs> but you, you have to have it in you everything. You go gag I, on this shit. Hell, I think my wife she did taco salad tonight. We eating it with Doritos. Got the meat. She put uh, onion powder on the meat. Of uh, course, you got. Well, my point is, onion powder goes on everything. It's light, so Dylan Brooks light skinned, and I think in this case, like we said, good Dylan Brooks goes on everything, and that's both on both ends. Uh-huh. Last four games, I got the numbers: twenty three point three points per game, four point three assists, four point three rebounds. For you folks that are so mad about his shooting percentage, forty six percent from the field over the last four. It's going to always be up and down with Dylan Brooks, yeah, but like the onion powder, you need it in there. You have to have it in there. So he's my, my, I give him my onion powder seasoning of the week. Thank you, Dylan Brooks, for your contributions, especially with with Desmond Bain out. I I appreciate you on that, man. I'm going to agree with you. I'm also going to go against the people. The people selected Jaron Jackson Jr. It's hard to go against Jaron, but like you said, the onion powder. I'm going to tell you another necessary powder. That's the companion powder to the onion powder. That's the garlic powder. Garlic powder. I'm going to give Dylan the the garlic powder powder man it's just like with the onion you got way too much garlic this shit gonna be nasty you you gonna get it you gonna want to get it about your cabinet 
You know what I'm saying? For 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 the for the for the Zaire, the, the, what's the, the, the what's the other season? The the Mr. Dance, whatever you got, man. Yeah, the invitation yeah. stuff. You gonna want man, get Zaire, get him out of here, get Dylan out of here, man. We got Zaire. I, I know that's what y'all want to do, man. But Dylan, remind me, I'm, I'm like this. I'm like the gun, the, the gunion. I'm like the garlic and the onion powder, man. I'm necessary. Gotta have both. You gotta have me in there. Like I said, I'm I'm gonna get into Dylan. Uh, like I said, man, hard defense. Yes. Uh, making shots, stepping up with Desmond Bain being out. We just need him to reel it in, man. Like you said, you can't go heavy, too heavy on the season, man. You know, you mess it up. Yeah, it, you you can't do all that, man. And you might. You might kill the old white people, you know. <laughs> you, can't, you can't see it too hard, man. You might get the pressure too high, you know what I'm saying? But yeah, yep. man. Man, Dylan Brooks brought it on both ends, man. Got Zion, De'Aaron, you yeah. know, uh, Jalen Brunson. Like who? Who's next? It yeah. doesn't matter who it is. Shout out to DB, man. I'm excited to see what DB. I'm pulling for DB, man. I want DB to get that payday. I want him to be a Memphis Grizzly going forward, because man, like like I said, we we've got guys like Desire Williams who you feel like could probably replace Dylan. Or whatever, somewhere down the line. But man, why are we trying to get rid of guys that can defend and score? Like you, let's have two of them. Why not? If and defend guy, anybody, right. defend anybody, right? If Zaire can knock down shots and can defend at a high level, great. Hey, let's have two of them. Why are we trying to replace him with another guy? Let's let's I'm have multiple you. guys like that. So Hopefully, Bill and agree. Like, you play against a team like Boston, you gonna wish you had more than one guy who can defend and knock down shots. That's right. You play against a Milwaukee, you gonna wish you had more than just one guy. That can defend him and knock down shots. So I'm pulling for Dylan. I hope it works. He gets the double grind season, and he's he is the garlic and the onion, and the onion powder this week. I like it. Jason Smith. We're going against the people. Y'all know I love Jaron, but I'm giving props to my boy Dylan to this week, man, for sure. But uh, this is a fun show. Uh, glad to be back. We will get another show this week. Yep. Uh, last week we only gave y'all one for the holidays. We're rested, battle tested. We're going to give y'all another show this week. Not sure when it's going to be, but you're going to get another show from us, uh, from the guys here at Grind Season. We thank you guys. Make sure you're subscribing. However you're listening to us, keep doing it. Share the post. Put it on social media. Put it on Facebook. Put it on Twitter. Send it to your girlfriend, your baby mama, your grandmama, whoever, your, your, your babysitter, whoever. Your nanny. If you got that money, get shoot it to your nanny. Tell her to listen to it with the kids. It's grind season, man. We're glad that y'all listening. Keep doing that. Subscribe. We'll see y'all next time. For Jason Smith, this is Anthony Sane, and we are out.